live? Yes, we are. Go for it, Marty. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakout, an escapist conversation show about games, movies, TV, and all the stuff you love. This is episode number 61 for Wednesday, October 26th. My name is Marty Sleva. Casey and Nick are off gallivanting with the Rabbids, so today, uh, today I'm delighted to be joined by my two favorite uncles, uh, Frost and Jesse. Frost and Jesse, welcome. Hi. Hi, my, uh, my favorite nephew. Honey Money says we're stretched. <laughs> are we, we are indeed yeah, stretched. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. We are, uh, we are nice. Stretched in which way? Oh, that All right. Uh, housekeeping right off the top. Uh, we knew Casey was going to be gone. But, that, right. but, that's, but that's fine. We've done two-person shows. Mm. We've brought in guests. Jesse has been a guest before. Frost is going to be a guest. Last minute, Nick suddenly said he's got something to do. Right. And supposedly tweets have been saying he's getting his booster shot, which we approve of. That's good. It's good to stay healthy. We're, stay healthy. we're two of the three of us are pro vaccines. Won't tell you which two though. <laughs> um, That's for you so to guess. Right at the last minute, Frost got got thrown into the deep end to sort of host a three person stream, which I don't think you've done before for us, right? No, I'm just like yeah. kind of working my way through the through the ranks. Which is which is totally fine. See what we're figuring stuff out as it goes. It is perfectly fine. If we're stretched, if we're slimmed, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're all yeah. along here for the ride. Nealus Enthusiast with a two dollar donation. Thank you so much. Says late. What do I pay you people for? Listen, <laughs> as the stretched out versions of Frost, Marty, and Jesse, <laughs> you can't talk to us that way. So yeah, it's can. perfectly fine. Uh yeah, welcome everyone. Welcome to this episode of Breakout. Uh we have a great show for you today. Uh, despite the fact that those two two yahoos are gone, I'm so glad to be joined by Frost and Jesse because we're going to be talking about remakes. They aren't always bad, are they? Uh, and this is on the heels of the announcement that CD Projekt Red uh, had this morning that they are uh, remaking The Witcher Part 1 uh, alongside uh, another studio. And so the first Witcher game is getting a full Unreal Engine 5 remake. Obviously, that is going to be joined by stuff like Resident Evil 4, Silent Hill 2, Dead Space. We recently got The Last of Us Part 1. And we know some people on on the Escapist channel, a.k.a. Uh, Yahtzee, are very negative towards the <laughs> ideas of remakes. So maybe we'll provide a little counterbalance to that. So we're going to talk about remakes. Uh, also going to give you some spooky game recos. Just talk about spooky games because tis the season, which is nice. And then stuff we've been playing. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. No one's crying. And if anyone is crying, uh, we're sorry. Very sorry about the <laughs> yeah, crying. We're sorry that you're crying. Uh, and also, as you can see at the bottom, uh, we are almost at 75% of our goal for Adventures <sighs> Nigh Season 3 to be filmed in the 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 mecca of America, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That includes uh, Jesse, Casey, Amy, and, and Yahtzee to all fly to Milwaukee. Uh, it's it's going to be wonderful. So thank you so much for your generous donations. Andrew White winner with a $2 donation. Here's to Jesse still rocking the great sweater. It's an amazing yeah. sweater. Thank you. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help keep me wide as I'm stretched this way. It'll help proportion me out like visually because it's horizontal, horizontal lines. That's smart. I like the horizontal lines. That's a, that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and then Honey Money also said, missed the super chat from the ZP stream. Gelden said, thanks for playing these obvious, emotionally appealing centrist games so I don't have to Yahtzee. I've broadened my perspective thanks to the stream. Cent- what's a centrist? What do you yeah, guys think uh, what, a centrist what's, game Wait, what's an emotionally appealing centrist game? What, what is that? Uh, I guess. So we, we were playing a Plague Tale Requiem. Right, right. Um, Sorry, how do you spell Requiem? Requiem. Three R's. Yeah, I don't know what happens. It starts with an R-E, and then it... 
<laughs> it trips over his shoes and falls down a hill halfway through. Um, oh, uh, he meant emotionally appealing centric. Oh, centric. appealing emotionally and not just like centrist. Kel- All right. Kelda, Kel- thank you so much. Because for a second, I was like, I don't feel like you'd randomly be like, this game's for centrists. I was like, you know, it's a bunch of like fucking rats eating people. Like, I don't think that's a sign on, on one side or another. Um, what do you guys feel like? Uh, uh, how do you feel about games that sort of try to tug on the heartstrings? Um, I mean, oh, heck yes. Yeah, well, I will staunchly defend any game's reasoning or lack thereof to exist. So long as I don't have to be, as they don't feel entitled to, for me to enjoy it. So now, if you're going to be pulling at the heartstrings, have at it. I'm, I'm free to go, that wasn't that good. So exist, make them, have at it. But also, just know that oh, they they fall pre- they fall prey to everything else. If it's just like, oh, look, the boy's in danger. Well, I've played five other games where the young boy's in danger. I, I can only care for young boys in danger like so many times, you know. So, <laughs> um, th- th- this is this is almost this part where it's like, look, I've made a I've made a story about uh, a, a sweet little nan in a wheelchair, and if I don't like the game because of the emotional part. Mm-hmm. I'm I or, or if I don't like it for a game, I'm just a heartless man who hates nans and wheelchairs. You know, like, yeah, yeah. You're it, you're being nansist, big nansist, yeah, against against nans. So, uh, so long as I'm capable of saying the game wasn't that good, story was fine, and yeah, I kind of got at the heart. Like those are two very different things, and it doesn't make the conversation about like, oh my god, he he hates little boys and he hates grandmothers and wheelchairs. He's just got no heart whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, I hate one. Of, I hate one of those. I'm not yeah. gonna say which one. Despite all of that being true, you just yeah. don't want them to say it. <laughs> uh, Jesse, how do you feel about about games that are that kind of hinge on on making you feel a certain way and orchestrating pulling, uh, pulling the strings? I feel very similar to to Frost. How you how, how you said it. Well done. Um, I the only thing I would add to that I would say is that. Uh, well, I mean, a yeah, I do like it because like something like to the moon is incredibly heartstring pulling to me. Like I did legit cry during that game. Uh probably twice. Uh and like it it really it really gets me. But man, you really it is sort of in its own way a genre. So like if I if I if you don't like a roguelike and someone's like, yo, this game is a really good roguelike. It's like, that's cool, but I don't like those games. So like, yeah, yeah. so I feel like it's and I see story rich showing up a lot in Steam. And I feel like that's starting to become its own genre kind of in that vein. Oh, is um, that like a tag? Yeah, it's a tag that's getting real popular. It has been for a while. Interesting. Uh, a lot of walking Sims will have it. Sure. <laughs> and stuff but like, you know what? So, I think we should change the name of those games to really quick. To walking Wa- Sims? What? Walking talkies. Walkie talkies, I like it. Because most of them, you're walking and talking. Definitely, firewatch. Yeah, the firewatch. That? <laughs> that is definitely <laughs> a literal walkie talkie. Um, I like that. I like. See, those are those are Gelden. If you would have got that question asked during slightly something or during uh, post CP, you uh, but you uh, you would have got a spoof and a goof, and we would have moved on. But here, you get a heartfelt answer. Yeah, from 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 the brightest minds on this Discord call. All, all three of us. All three of us. It's wonderful. Well, you got uh, to throw your in, yours in. 
Oh, two uh, of them. Oh yeah, no, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an easy count mark. yourself as I'm the, an easy as the brightest mind. Oh. I'm an easy mark for being emotionally <laughs> manipulated. I think that's great. Like, I don't think that's all there is to art, but um, mm. I'm fine if I see what you're doing with the puppet strings, and if it works, it works. Like, I'm a sucker for a good romantic comedy, and like, you yeah. can see where that stuff's coming from a mile away. But like, it's it's if it's effective, it's effective. Like, so mm. when we were talking about Plague Tale, I was like. Man, like I understand. Yes, like because Plague Tale games are about an older sister and a younger brother. The younger brother has this sort of like magical biblical plague disease where where his emotions uh, are tethered to a like swarm of rats that can like completely devour a city. And so if he gets upset or injured or angry, the rats come out. And uh, Yahtzee's whole thing was like uh, the sister should just kill the brother and save tens of thousands <laughs> of people's lives. And I'm like you love this person. Like you would do terrible <laughs> things to protect this person. That's what like is normal. And he was like, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I was like, what about your own kids? He's like, no, at a certain point you got to draw a line. And I was like, all right. I, I think someone said, you guys have just hit an impasse. And we we're like, yes, I think we've hit an impasse. <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've officially hit an impasse there. So, um, yeah. Uh, before we jump into our topic of remakes, uh, Pliskin named after uh, uh, either the incredible Snake Plissken from uh, Escape from New York or the incredible Snake Plissken from Metal Gear Solid 2, regardless, we like your name, says, nice change in panel. My screen had a red wing symbol on Frost's forehead from Nick. <laughs> so, so you guys, you guys are cosplaying. And Jesse, you spend the most time <laughs> streaming with, with Casey, so I feel like that, that works perfectly. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesse, Jesse, we could talk about anime. You could talk about oh. Haikyuu. I know, I, know, oh, I know Casey loves Haikyuu. I haven't watched IQ yet. That's yeah. the I, volleyball one, isn't it? That is the volleyball mm-hmm. one. Okay. Casey is Casey. I think Casey likes IQ more than I like anything, which is yeah. great. More than Sonic. More than, <laughs> more, than, more, than Sonic. more than your anticipation of Sonic Frontier. Uh, also, really quick, are you guys? Where's your temperatures on on Sonic Frontiers? Do we have temperatures? Are you just like cadaver temperatures? Same as all the others, yeah. Cadaver. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm definitely going with cadaver temperature. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm, going with mortuary assistant. In that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh yeah, I'll be playing mortuary assistant instead of Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> I, yeah, I I've never really I don't know, a little Sonic co-op is fun, but I've never really liked Sonic. Just that kind of speed-based platforming, both 2D mm-hmm. and 3D, has never worked for me. Uh and I don't really like the characters of so seeing it in open world. And I also am not really a fan of open world games most of the time. So, like, man, it is hitting all the wrong buttons for me. Jesse, I cooked you a feast of all of your least favorite foods. <laughs> yeah, Enjoy. Exactly. Enjoy it. Just what I always <laughs> never wanted. <laughs> uh, uh, Frost, how do, you, how do you feel about uh, Sonic? Uh, funny enough, I do enjoy the the Infinity Runner genre. I think mm-hmm. the thing that drives me nuts with Sonic is I just want to go fast but he stops a lot so, for a game that is not. literally gotta go fast Yo, it's like do you do you, do you really have your heart in this <laughs> at any point in time where it's like you know I, I love the loops as much as anybody else because it's redirecting that energy have at it but when it's like all right stop and i'll do this and stop and do that i have a look at it if it is just hold up on the analog the entire way all right i'm down yeah uh i'm i'm, I'm excited i i feel i understand both of your sides and I honestly do. Uh, there are three wolves inside of me, and one has <laughs> one has Jesse's opinion, one has Frost's opinion, and one has my unmitigated excitement for the fact that I can run around these kind of ugly looking worlds and fight the angels from Evangelion as Sonic. 
<laughs> I'm so excited. I've never been excited, so excited for a game that I know I'm probably not going to like. And um, I'm thrilled. I'm personally thrilled. So um, we'll have more on that in a few weeks when it comes out. Uh, Sonic Frontiers is not a remake of anything. It's a reinvention of the series, if anything. Uh, but remakes are obviously in the news. Like we mentioned, uh, The Witcher is getting a remake. Um, I'm, I'm dropping that link in the chat so you guys can uh, check out the story if you want. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 one of the games they announced uh, last year during uh, or not last year, like a few weeks ago. CD Projekt Red announced that they have these big plans and they have new IP and they have Cyberpunk Two and a new game in the Witcher universe and the next Witcher games. And this was one of the games, so a, a ground up remake, Unreal Five uh, of the original Witcher. Which, for a series that big, that is like the one. It's almost like Street Fighter One. Like no one's played Street Fighter One. No yeah, I was, one, I was like, about that to was say, a, beat him up or something. Like that was some nonsense game. Like the series started with two, and that's kind of the same. You know, Witcher Two was I think big-ish amongst the PC crowd, and obviously Witcher Three blew up and 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 turned it into like you know one of the biggest games on the planet. And so remaking Witcher One uh, makes sense to me. And then, uh, like I mentioned again at the top, we we're in this like horror remake renaissance with uh, Resident Evil Four coming next year, Silent Hill Two, maybe coming next year from Bloober Team, uh, the Dead Space remake coming early next year as well. Um, you know, we recently had remakes of uh, The Last of Us Part One and Demon Souls, which launched on the PS Five, and the Resident Evil Two and Three remakes. Um, you know, we've we've had a long history of Shadow of the Colossus being remade by by Blue Point, and Link's Awakening got a really cool remake on. Uh, on on switch and then final fantasy 7 has this remake trilogy that's kind of a deconstruction rather than a reconstruction uh so i kind of want to get your take on it let's start with witcher are you guys witcher fans and and sub question do you have any excitement for uh uh, uh, this remake jesse look at me i'm I'm directing the panel like uh like uh i'm sweating like oh it's (laughs) the hand of god (laughs) it's it's passed me over <laughs> oh, the hand of God's coming for you, don't you worry. Oh, no. <laughs> uh Jesse, what's your what's your have you ever gone witching? I've gone witching. I have I have actually the first and third Witcher. I forget how I got the first one. I think I got it when Steam was doing something and I got it for free. And like how did I not like that game? Like I was shocked how much I didn't <laughs> like that game. And it, it seemed like I should. And I kept trying and eventually was like, I can't. So I'm actually pretty excited that not only is it a remake but it's actually a remake by a totally different developer i that makes me think all right i might like this um because witcher 3 i the story was really good my least favorite part of it was playing it like (laughs) i I I wanted to know more about technicality yeah (laughs) like one of a character it's like there was so much so much rich lore and like like a so many things that you just want to look at and you want to listen to and like do you want to envelop but then it's like now ride your horse for 10 minutes and also attack some wolves and it's like this isn't quite as exciting yeah uh, so it feels so, like a game that could like use a remake right yeah so like i'm i yeah i'm looking forward to it because also the witcher show really good i enjoy it uh yeah. i read the the first novel which is bunch of short stories some of those are outstanding so like that is a world that i would like to spend more time in i am looking forward to that i think that would be cool and you read it in its native polish which is even more absolutely (laughs) yes 
audiobook new, in Polish. Yeah, uh, read by Peter Ferriseter Ferowitz, who may, <laughs> may not be Polish. That's one of those jokes. No one's going to understand because it was before we were live. Uh, Frost, what's your what's your what's your witch in history? It's my my relationship with the Witcher. I was yeah. sort of like found myself here backwards. So like watched the show first, then the game, and then so if anything, I could just probably like play the second one and then meet them at the first one, if anything. But no, yeah, I would say. This is this is where I enjoy the ideas of remakes because if I were to just go, I want to play the first Witcher, I wouldn't really know how to go about it. You've got your, your emulations. You've got what's the, what was the platform for it? Just it's PC it was only. Just I think. PC. Could it even so. run? Like so many games from back then, like they just aren't even supported anymore. Yeah, like I don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to be a scenario like Nick's been hitting with a lot of these Star Wars games that we're trying to stream, where they you got to download launchers for them and stuff. I mean, it wasn't like that long ago yeah but it, it was the it was the aughts right all right it could we could it could have been a bush administration game for all we know i don't I actually <laughs> don't know what uh i actually don't know <laughs> when the first witcher came out reagan 2007 the reagan administration, reagan reagan administration. 2007 <laughs> end of the bush era what a time oh, and we said so yeah 2007 pc games not a lot of them uh especially ones that weren't like you know, CD Projekt wasn't a big developer. The game mm-hmm. wasn't a massive hit. Uh, it, it didn't receive like ongoing, ongoing updates and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you that this seems like a a perfect kind of game to remake because it's a franchise people have fallen in love with. Uh, whether it's because of the the massive success of Witcher Three or the you know or the TV show. Um, and so the idea of being like, here, you can experience the first adventure. And I don't know if Witcher 1 is like a origin story. Or yeah, like how, like, much, how much are they going to touch it? Because that's my whole thing with remakes, is that if you're essentially just boost, boom, yeah, bumping up the graphics, yeah, and you're going to have all the same stuff that you had before and the same mistakes, right? There's a reason that, that like, well... When people think Witcher, most of them think Witcher Three. You know, I would rather. It's almost like a chance to fix the past, right? Don't bring mm-hmm. back the past. It's my very monkey's paw. You know, everyone knows the story of it's like bring your dead kid back, and now it's knocking yeah. at your door. Oh no! Like re re doesn't even have to be a reimagining so much as like, all right, we fixed up the engine, we fixed some bugs, and now we, we've added like maybe some some more modern combat that that sort of stuff. You know, that's that's where I sit with remakes, where it's almost as if like the remake. Has to be has to have the spirit of the old game, but use the new tech that we have now. Use the new design philosophies too. You know, if you had bad checkpoints, if you had drawn out missions, if you even have all like years and years worth of feedback go around and be like, "What was the worst Witcher one quest?" It's like, you know what? It's not in the game anymore. You know, it it is a chance to just go. That never happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, you can like you said rewrite history. Um, yeah, so I'm a, a the most time I've ever spent with The Witcher was the TV show. I've I've uh, tried to play the first few hours of The Witcher three, and it just didn't it just didn't grab me for one reason or another. Um, but uh, I'm 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 really curious about this because I'm also seeing feedback online where uh, they're like, are they going to touch some of the ooh, this was a weird decision kind of things? Mm-hmm. Like apparently in The Witcher one, when you uh, romance a character. Uh, afterwards, you get a collectible card that features them nude on it. <laughs> we think we're going to be doing that in Unreal Engine Five. <laughs> like, Why not? Like, I hope so. Uh, what? A- yeah. But let's and, you romance like, like anyone. 
anyone. The peasant, yeah, well, the you weird, get a lot of collectible drunk, cards. Everyone, all of them. So this is secretly the reason I'm into Marvel Snap. We, <laughs> oh, what you guys don't realize is I'm getting juggernaut nudes up the wazoo. It is wonderful. <laughs> you would not expect what that man looks like when he's not wearing his big brown armor. He's just a big naked dude, probably. Big, I, I assume. I don't. Know. I actually don't know what the juggernaut looks like. What's a juggernaut look? You Norm, think he's normal dude. Yeah, I'd say he's very hairy. Yeah. Can hair grow without sunlight? Hmm. But it regenerates. If he was hairy before, it would just continuously regenerate. He's kind of like Mike Myers under there. The Austin Powers? Or yeah. Mike, or that, the, the, or the, or the serial <laughs> no, 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 Mike Myers as Austin, as Austin Powers. Powers. Or no, Mike Myers it's, as It's the other Michael way around. Myers. It's Mike Myers... He's 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 the made up one. It's actually Austin Powers. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I like it. I don't know what it means, but I like it. Um, yeah. So I, I I I so I feel like I mean all those things aside, this does feel like a game that makes complete sense. Whereas like when The Last of Us One came out a few months ago, everyone was like, "What? Like this game came out in 2013, perfectly playable. They they remastered it for PS4, even better." And it was like, why are you doing this? Why are you spending your time doing this? And I think ultimately the answer was uh, they want to have a nice technical showcase thing when the HBO show comes out in a few months so that people who watch mm. HBO will be like, oh, what is this? And they're like, oh, if you purchase a PlayStation 5, you can have this fancy new version with all the all the bells and whistles. Um, but do you? Yeah. And that's how, like. I always kind of feel about all these things about Resident Evil 4. Um, you know, it very much feels like, despite the fact that it's a game that is playable on anything and is still like very playable and very fun, uh, I think it makes sense that there, I think there's a generation that's like, oh, that looks old. I don't want to play that. And I yeah. get it. I've been, I've been young and I've looked at things and I've said, that looks old. I don't want to <laughs> do that. And so if you give me a shiny version of it, like, I get it. Like, those of us who grew up on those games would be like, you fucking kids, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get you. I'm going to kill you to prevent the rat plague. Uh, but, but uh, like, I, I don't know. I get it as a kid. If you're like, I want something that's shiny and new. And here's something that's shiny and new. And then it's the best of both worlds because you can still easily play um, Resident Evil 4 regular. Uh, one thing they need to hit up on is making it shiny okay but i think we've finally gotten to the point where games have advanced in their design so much that it can feel old you know like mm. weird clunky combat weird quests and stuff like oh, this saints row that just came out i thought it was a reboot like i didn't know it was just their next game yeah kind of thing looking at it seeing it and here's the problem, I think, with Saints Row and why so many people are pissed at it and also fighting and, like, gnawing at Yahtzee's ankles to say really bad things about the game. Be meaner to it. Yeah, is that this Saints Row is just okay. It's just goodish. That's it. Like, Fine. Yeah. Like, like, a lot of the complaints, I'm, I'm just here thinking, dang, I wish my games were that bad, quote-unquote. The, yeah, the ones that I yeah. play, which is, like... Yeah, it feels like a step back, and feeling like a step back feels really bad, especially like Outer Worlds, um, the, the what is it, the New Vegas follow-up in, in, in yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, Obsidian's game. Yeah, yeah. where I was like, uh, I can't remember when the game came out. I was like, this is a great game if it had come out in 2009 or something like that, you know? So yeah. that, that's kind of the issue with remakes is that they can come in all shiny, but it's like, well, this would have been great for when I was a kid, but it doesn't, like, after everything I've experienced, there's just diminishing returns on, on video game uh design yeah I think. and i i personally think it's easier to 
get over a game's visuals than it is about gameplay jankiness. Um, and I wanted right. to ask this to you, Jesse, because you are a big Silent Hill fan. You've been playing Silent Hill 4. I don't know if you finished it on your channel. I did. Perfect. Uh, uh, Twitch.tv slash Rexicon Jesse. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so how do you feel those those PS2 generation Silent Hills? Um, you know, they're, they're definitely a step up from Silent Hill 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is some jankiness to be had in them. So, oh, yeah. Uh, like, like w- when you go back to them, do you think like, man, I would love if there was a pretty version of this game with sort of modern design sensibilities? Like, how? what's your temperature on a Silent Hill 2 remake? Like, do you think that's a sort of a sacred calf or are you looking forward to that? Uh, I okay. First and foremost, I'm just upset that it's Bloober Team. Like I, that really seems like a major misstep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that and that's been the rumor. I'm part of you know I I sub to r slash Silent Hill on Reddit. So I've you, heard I heard about the last time you were on this show. We might have talked about Silent Hill. Yeah, that was when the Silent Hill rumors and you were like, they've hurt me too many times. <laughs> yeah. I can't love again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every day, just some new rumor about something. And the Bloober team being the head of the Silent Hill 2 remake has been one of the rumors that it's been heavily circulated for like two mm-hmm. or three years. Um, and I was like, God, just I really if any of them are false, please let that one be the wrong one. It turns out all the other hundreds of ones were false. And that one was the correct one because uh-huh. uh, broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. So, yeah, that I not happy about that. But eh. um, I've totally forgot your question because I just. Oh, no, just, <laughs> no, it, I mean, that was you're apparently not happy about a Silent Hill 2 remake. But okay. like, what about so, like the idea of a silent hill 2 remake so aside okay. from bloober yeah yeah so like the idea of a remake uh i think is is not bad um i prefer new things versus like the remade thing but like there are things about it that are janky like i went back and played silent hill 4 and it is absolutely janky like mm-hmm. i enjoyed it and it's got its its problems and I'm assuming it probably plays a lot like two does in some of its weirdness. <laughs> and I can understand that being a turnoff for people who didn't play that generation of games sure. and had an understanding of that kind of control scheme. Because for me, yeah, it takes me a few minutes to get used to it again. And I have a hiccup every once in a while, but like, that's it. Uh, because it, I imagine that for some people is as frustrating to me trying to play a first person shooter on a mouse and keyboard where it's like this. Yeah. This it's almost like you, you don't have that muscle memory. Like well, your body yeah. is like not evolved to that. Right. And so like a freaking laser beam. <laughs> <laughs> also, so wait, like, side, no- side note, did you know Jack uh, has these joy con or like, yes, we that he plays shooters with. Yeah, I want him to sell me Ooh. one. Yeah, so he we were we were playing a shooter on Monday, and he has in his left hand he has what looks like almost a uh, like the Wii nunchuck, like the Wii nunchuck that has like the analog stick, and it's got like some buttons and stuff. And then in his right hand, he has the mouse. So he's using a controller to guide you know the character's movement and shoot and stuff or and and like other buttons and he's using the mouse to like aim and shoot yeah that's the best it's the best of both worlds he was complaining about the whole time oh wait why does he have it then why was he using it (laughs) he wasn't happy with it i think he thought it was better than mouse and keyboard because mouse and keyboard savages sorry (laughs) if you're a mouse oh no no it's like the mouse is better for aiming but movement is better with Mm -hmm. analog so i was like jack should be supreme what happened yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. we're i don't know are you a button boy are you uh, you're a mouseman 
Uh, for for a shooter, it depends on the game. Yeah. Like Say Rocket we're playing uh, Halo for game night. Are you a button boy or are you a, a, oh. a mouse man? Uh, I think that was mouse and keyboard just to not mess around. But if it's like platformers, controller, Rocket League, analogs. Okay. Uh, Jesse, Jesse Casey and I are button boy, ride or die, yeah. even to our detriment. We mm-hmm. only use Google Docs with a controller, which is like, <laughs> yeah. we are very ineffective. <laughs> weren't, weren't, you, <laughs> weren't you mouse and keyboard for Phasmo? It was terrible. That's why I was just like, I don't know what's happening. Just <laughs> kill me. Kill me now. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's uh, also, wait, uh, Jesse, I, really quick. I want to get your, did, yeah. did you look at the trailers for the other Silent Hill things announced outside? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm um, super excited about Townfall. Because okay. So that's, that's I wanted to the... ask you about Townfall and F. Yeah. Uh, F, cool trailer, all cinematic. So like, what do we know about it? Literally nothing. Okay. Japan seems neat. So, I don't know. Japan in yeah, the 60s. That seems cool. Sure. I'm cool yeah. with that setting. Why not? So like the idea of it, sure. Because pretty much anything that's like, here's the Silent Hill idea. Most of the time I'm like, yeah, except for like mm-hmm. the idea of like homecoming. And it's like, you maybe should have thought about this some more. But like pretty much anything is like, yeah, Townfall, I'm extra excited about because uh, No Code is one of the developers. Yep. And they made observation, and that really game good. It's astounding. That game is great. really good. Yeah, have you so played like, Stories Untold? I that's have one not. of my spooky recos. That's their other. That's their first game. Ooh. Stories Untold. No code. If you guys don't know, was a yeah. is a Scandinavian developer. A lot of folks who worked on Alien Isolation. So they're good at the spoops. They're good at the like alien spoops. Nice. They've been making a couple spooky games. Stories Untold. Stories Untold feels more like what this Silent Hill game I think is going to be because it's like these four short stories that are all about technology in the 80s. Um, really good mm-hmm. stuff. Are you a Silent Hill guy, uh, Frost? That That's where the remakes come for me. Whereas, are, are these mm-hmm. going to be on everything or is it just going to be exclusive again? It's exclusive for PlayStation 5 for a year. For a year. Yeah, Silent See? Hill 2 remake is PS5 and PC, I think they announced. Yeah, pa- PS5 console exclusive for a year. Part of growing yeah. up poor was choosing a console and choosing ex- exclusives, and I was an Xbox boy, so mm. didn't really get to. And that's that was like in middle school or whatnot. So remakes to me are fun because I get to sort of relive this childhood that I didn't have. All the yeah. all these all these older games, yeah. like as more games are becoming console or platform agnostic, you know, it's just like. Mm-hmm. I can I can try these games. I don't have to go to a shady pawn shop, risk getting shot for an old PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I guess it's another thing too. It's not only like oh, I wasn't alive then, but it's like I what maybe I wasn't into games then, or maybe I grew up and not being able to play a lot of games, and so like mm-hmm. this is a chance for me to re-experience things now that I'm a little bit older and have some modicum of money to spend on on hobbies. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I, I think it's cool. I'm I'm in the same boat as Jesse with with Silent Hill too. We talked about it last week. Of, um, I, I Bloober team time and time again have kind of shown that they they are good at tracing what <laughs> Silent Hill is, but I th- I don't th- think they're gonna understand. Like uh, I think they're gonna remove a lot of the heart and soul of what Silent Hill two uh, has has going for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead Space is a game I'm really looking forward to, oh, even yeah. though Dead Space one holds up very well. Like Casey and I just streamed it. Um, I think late last year, that was his first time playing it. He had a great time, but I'm also like, great. Like it's going to look even better and spookier now. And then like, I'm curious to see what they do going off from that. If they're going to do like dead space two is a perfect game, but it's also like 
veers a little away from horror into action. And that is Dead Space 3 is kind of a disaster. So I'm curious if this to them is like a 15 year later Mia Culpa kind of thing or like a redo. Are we changing Dead Space? Because I did have a thought on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Right. Talk about anything. It's See, jazz. Because the, dead, <laughs> cause the jazz. dead Space thing, I honestly, I tried playing the first one and I really didn't like it. Like I tried playing it earlier this year. A, it was bugging out on me. I have a video of bodies flying around that I put on my YouTube, so that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but I just didn't really dig it. Like, there was a lot of things that if we want to dig into, we can, but short version is I just wasn't digging it. And I watched the trailer for the remake, and it looks so faithful to the original that that's kind of disinteresting me. Like, that it, it really looks like just a graphical... I mean, not exactly the same, but like... There's a lot of same sound effects. Like they mm-hmm. really did nail a lot of we want to make this again, but look modern. And I will say they totally hit that. Uh, but at the cost of anybody who wasn't super into seeing it again, like are are they going to be interested? Like folks like me, I wanted yeah. something a little bit different. Yeah, that's always, always been a thing everywhere okay. too, especially in, in like films. I think that would be the analogy and the metaphor that I'd I'd go for, where it's like old films that were in black and white before these things kind of took off to get remade, and they can be just as successful, uh, a la Brendan Fraser's The Mummy, which is like there was that it, it's a, it's a remake, you know, of the older one. And people don't know that one. They just know this mummy. <laughs> so to like see see Dead Space as it was again, you've got fans who are going to be happy, but you know people who weren't too into it, they, they they might just not care. Might not be another opportunity. No male culpa or not. They didn't like it to begin with. First off, thank you so much for bringing up Brendan Fraser. <laughs> He's just like an icon. I'm so excited to see him in the whale soon. Right. Oh, I love that. We're in the they midst kept, of the Fraser Sons. They kept taking everything from him. Georgia the jungle to some other guy. Yeah. The mummy to Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, journey to the center of the earth to the rock. Just, to the rock. Nothing was sacred for that man. <laughs> uh no, it's interesting you bring up movies because I my mind always goes to movie. I'm I'm more of a movie person than a game person. Um but uh you know we've had one-to-one remakes we've had uh, uh famously gus van zandt the the director of of, of movies like uh, uh goodwill hunting and, and elephant remade psycho as a one one-to-one remake every shot was exactly the same oh, yeah you could lay them on top of each other with like vince vaughn and Anne Heche. and it was one of those like why did we do this and so sometimes <laughs> when you see a thing like this you're like why are we doing this like is this like an artistic exercise like what's going on here and then we get remakes sometimes where they'll take a foreign movie that becomes big and they're like what if we made it an american i bet they'd like <laughs> it so there was like uh yeah now. let the right one in to let me in the the, the vampire movie it was like a I'm going to say Scandinavian again and i said <laughs> Scandinavian for the stories untold developer and apparently they're scottish and Whoa. I told Honey Money same thing. I told Honey Money same thing. Right. And people were not happy with that when I said same thing there. So, and an avian, uh, your head's like in the Listen, anyone guards. who's ever made fun of uh, flyover states, that's just me getting back at you there. Um, <laughs> but that was one of those those remakes where I'm like, did we need, like, this movie's incredible. Why remake it a few years later? And there's a Parasite mo- uh, uh, American remake in development. And I'm like, Parasite just won the Oscar like two years ago. And the, the movie's like, Sick yeah. as hell looking. Like it is slick. It is slick up the wazoo. Like why? Just read the subtitles, you dummies. Oh, unless you don't know how to read. In which case, I apologize. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm personally, I can't think of too many like remade American international films. Like uh, 
all, that weren't ruined. You've even got the most oh, recent. How one. bad was Old Boy? Spike Lee's Old Boy? Oh, you know what? Some <laughs> some are all right. Some, yeah. it's, it's not the worst thing, but I think it's, it's it's a lot of like anything to do with tension and horror. We're gonna remake it in American, but then they yeah. change it to be American, I guess. So it's like you've you've changed the cultural context, and it doesn't make sense in your cultural context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in um. What's his name? Jake Gyllenhaal's um, Donnie Darko. No, <laughs> it's, it's a very recent. It's a re- very recent film where he's um, where he's a uh, Nightcrawler. Oh, that's a good one. Call operator or on call or oh, whatever. Shoot. Oh shoot! The nine one one operator. Yeah, that one. And yeah, I, yeah. I was, and that was, was like a remake of a movie that had just yeah, came out. Right? I was so confused, yeah. and then I'm like, "What happened?" And I go read the, like what the international one was. I was like, "Well, that was a better ending." Like yeah, all around. Yeah. Oh man, the guilty. Thank you, Honeymoon. The guilty. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the one. Not nocturnal. God, animals. he does so many. Oh, indie Honeymoon projects. brought up the guilty actually right before you did. That's yeah. why she yelled, "The guilty." Listen to me. I'm going insane again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, what, what, you also have um, Wreck. Uh, that's a yeah, Spanish yeah. Horror, horror film. Yeah, and they got remade mm-hmm. into quarantine. Wreck is so good. It is. It is amazing. Still, like, Jesse, have you ever seen Wreck? REC like record like short. I have record. I have not seen Rec. Oh my god! It's 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 Mount Rushmore of uh, uh, found footage movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about found footage horror, but this is this is top tier. This is creme brulee of found footage. <laughs> okay, that's that's good to know because honestly, my opinion of, of found footage is pretty low. So like, yeah, but there is some good stuff up yeah, there. It's yeah. not. This is going to be like the best version again. of a thing you hate. Yeah. Okay, cool. I can dig the best version of a thing I hate. That's cool. Yeah, maybe it'll break, break, break glass ceilings. That's not yeah. glass ceilings. Glass, I was thinking of uh, brick mansions or whatever. Yeah, you can't throw, uh, don't throw a brick through a brick mansion window. Oh, the, oh the, uh, that's because you're. That's just the wall. You're just throwing the wall at the wall. That's you're just adding mean. more bricks to the wall. You're making it yeah. stronger. <laughs> I don't know if any of that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was talking like uh, you can, you know, people can be cynical of remakes, but I think we've gotten really good remakes over the time and and I, I was bringing up the resident evil remake um for the gamecube which took like a pretty janky ps1 game and made it really scary and 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 like the visuals were incredible and added cool new things like lisa trevor who's like the terrifying villain and then uh uh the the crimson heads which like completely redefined how the game worked oh, uh yeah yeah the shadow of the colossus remake like i would never recommend anyone go back to the original just because the original like was really pushing the PS2 to its like absolute limits. Like PS2 was like wheezing and chugging, you know, like <laughs> 15 frames per second. Please <laughs> let me die. <laughs> and so like the remake fixes that. Um, same thing with like Link's Awakening. I think the 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 newer version with the with the diorama look is like really whimsical. And then uh, I, I I mentioned Final Fantasy VII remake earlier, but uh, yeah, to me I, I find remakes that are kind of deconstructions instead of reconstructions to be fascinating. And mm-hmm. that's what I want. Like, I'm kind of glad that I don't think it's a spoiler, but the final fantasy seven remake by the end, you clearly realize it's not retelling the final fantasy seven story. It's doing something very different. And that's mm-hmm. cool because, you know, games like final fantasy seven are still very easy to play. If you want to play the original, it's readily available for purchase relatively cheap on, um, probably a device everyone has in their homes. Uh, whereas uh, a lot of these games like Silent Hill 2, a frustrating thing with that compared to Resident Evil 4 is that it's kind of hard to play Silent Hill 2, at least a good version of it. Yeah. Like the, apparently the Silent Hill 2 source code on PS2, 
was like lost by Konami, which is like a Konami, classic Konami, like a vintage Konami goof. Well, there they go again. Yeah, and so there's like those uh, HD remakes of of two and three, which which had a lot of you know, technical limitations, and they kind of like we had to remove some of the fog, which removes a lot of the atmosphere, and we didn't have the font for the Silent Hill sign, so we'll use Comic Sans. Which, <laughs> what was going on there? Like, I don't know how someone got that goof through. If someone did that on purpose, that's like a that's like an all-time troll. I think so. It's like, like, look, it's I'm just like slip. Undertale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they won't know the difference. It'll be great. Um, and then we got a couple uh, Super Chats during this. Dingus, thank you so much with a five-pound donation, said, Back for Blood was ostensibly a remake of Left for Dead, but it just didn't work. Uh, Left for Dead was so much more of a time and place uh, feel. Same with Silent Hill. It was great, but will the time change anything? Uh, did you guys play Back for Blood? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Oh yeah, I think I played it with you. How did you? Yeah, how did you so. feel about it, Jesse? Uh, okay. It feels like it didn't I, have any. No one talked about it after like a week or two, right? Yeah, like I, I think I think Dingus makes a great point actually, which is a fun sentence to say. Let me tell you, but that it is a thing of the time. Like I again, as a Silent Hill fan, I love it. It's a one through four great games, but. Like limitations encourage artistic expression. And at that time, video games were, they wanted to make them look better. They wanted 3D polygons. They wanted, you know, uh, more realistic, not photo realistic, but just more realistic, less cartoony graphics. And that was a strain on processing power. That was a strain on, uh, like, just, you know, the amount of memory they had. There was so much going against these games. They were like, well, how can we deal with it? And things like the fog and the darkness came into it. The, uh like staples of the uh survival horror genre where you run your face across every surface hitting x and it says there's a magazine on the table and it has it <laughs> because you can't see it you're you're playing a ps2 it's a brown blurry object you don't know it's a magazine so like these are all things that it, it builds that atmosphere from getting these pieces of the environment that's something that bugs me about modern survival horror games is they still do that is you'll walk up and i've, I've crowed about this before maybe on here uh you'll like walk up and you'll clearly see dirty you're playing resident evil 7 and it's like there's dirty dishes in the sink they're rendered in beautiful hd and you can <laughs> clearly see you can count the number of spoons in the sink and you have a prompt and you press it and it goes there's dirty dishes in the sink like well that's not telling me anything like that's that's the thing that part of storytelling was a product of its time the reason that we needed that fog was because of the artistic limitations of the time. The reason we had practical effects versus all CGI is because it was a limitation of time. I still love practical effects, but like, so it is important to understand that and that you're not going to completely recreate it because we're not in the same space. Like we are moving forward and to try and be like, this is where everything was good. Let's keep it here is going to keep you from doing something better. Like mm -hmm. we have to try and embrace the new while understanding the old. Yeah. Which is a tough tightrope to walk. Exactly. Oh, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the, uh, the grandmother's chicken recipe. You, you know about that story where it's just like, um, uh, you're, you're a child and your mother is teaching you how to make grandma's chicken recipe. And first thing she does is she cuts the whole thing in half 
throws out the legs and it's so it's just like just like the breasts that's pretty much all it is and she's asking the, the kid asks mom why why are we throwing away all this chicken right why aren't we doing all of it it's like well your your grandmother used to do it this way so this is how we're gonna do it so the kid asks the grandmother why would you throw out like the legs and the wings and all that and she would say i didn't have a bigger pan <laughs> and, and that's what we're doing now is it's like we're, we're, we're yeah, not I love that yeah we're not taking the context we're not doing any of that we're just like putting in our own limitations that we don't have anymore and that's not what made the game right mm-hmm. yeah that's not that's not what made it and i'm sure if grandma had a bigger pen she would have done something different you know and we have to do that we have to be in grandma's headspace but we've got a bigger pen what would your grandmother do with this bigger pen with all this room with all this ram with all this rendering instead of just like there's uh, there's dishes, and I'm gonna tell you there's dishes because my grandmother said that. <laughs> yeah, that is funny because that is a thing where I guess like in a scenario like that, if you played Resident Evil One, you'd be like, oh, that's cute. But anyone who didn't, you'd be like, the fuck? Why are you telling me this? <laughs> I clearly see there just like what? What? Who took the time to put this prompt in the game? Uh, I loved that that grandma's chicken uh, story also. That's why we ha- we have frost. That's why we love you is because you bring uh, uh, old timey wisdom. Old old wisdom. Mm-hmm. I'm like one of the younger ones. I think it goes like Amy, <laughs> and then Nick and I are, are tied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 uh, old beyond your years. You're wizened. Oh if no! One, if one would say. Um, before I move on, I had a li- I, I I I put together some thoughts on games that I think would do would do well with a big budget remake oh and i wanted to give you some of mine and then if you had any i would love to hear them not pac-man world not pac not pac-man keep pac-man where he is i think pac-man looks great from up there let's just keep looking at him i think it looks great that remake Um, made me so sad so the pac-man remake was it was weird it was was weird Uh, didn't know there was a pac-man remake pac world was remade it was a old playstation one game and I they was like, just got like an HD re-release. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And playing it, and I was, I'm just here, like, wait a minute. I remember like someone was almost murdered and taken away on a hook or an anchor in the first one. Like they were showing that to kids. Why now is it so sterile? What's it, what yeah, happened have you, here? Have you never played Pac-Man and thought to yourself, what what what's the story behind this? Yeah, the lore. Why does Pac-Man want these pellets? Well, this game will tell you. Um. <laughs> A lot of my games come from the Dreamcast era because I feel like that was a weird pivot of experimentation and and your your uh, reach extending your grasp, and mm. then a lot of those games kind of left to die on that console. So uh, three of those yeah. that immediately came to mind were Skies of Arcadia, which is my one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. It's about sky pirates, which is just a cool concept. Uh, uh, not only is it this grand adventure, but it has these incredible, uh, both, you know, hand-to-hand battles like a JRPG, uh, but then also these these epic-scale naval battles where you're flying through the air on your ship and you're sort of doing turn-based battles against other ships, very strategic. But also, you end up getting a ship halfway through the game, and it's all about recruiting NPCs from around the world to join your crew Sign them different roles. You get a hideout. You start building this hideout, and it starts growing and growing. And it just feels incredible. Uh, never left the Dreamcast except for a GameCube uh, remaster, but it has been locked on those two consoles. So I would like that. I would like the Power Stone games, 
which I don't know if you guys have ever played. Those were fighting games that were like four player, like fun time, multiplayer beat em up fighting games. Uh, it, it had the same chaos of Smash, like when you play with real rules, not with like KC bullshit. <laughs> like sweaty rules <laughs> it's fun rules it's it's pokeballs falling from the air rules uh and so I, I would love those those would be like the perfect game night games if we could play that on consoles that weren't made in 1998 uh and then uh, i know jesse will probably have something to say about this but i think check grind radio um i think check mm-hmm. grind radio is a game with such cool ideas and music and style and like in your head, you're like, oh my God, this gameplay could be so good. And then you go back and play it, and you're like, ooh, this is real janky. <laughs> like, what if they took this and took all the jank away, and I was able to control my man like you're able to control characters in games nowadays? Like, what if it was that? Uh, how good would that game be? So those were those were three that were immediately uh, came to mind. I also had a bunch of, like, every Square RPG ever. I just want to play better versions <laughs> of them. Like, I, I want to play uh, Xenogears and Parasite Eve, especially, also... Parasite Eve, I think, just got a copyright oh. um, renewal, which I'm very excited for. Like, maybe they're doing something else with Parasite Eve, which would be very exciting, which is the best Christmas RPG of all time. Shout out to Christmas. I, there, <laughs> also, there's not very many Christmas RPGs, I don't think. I couldn't name um, one. No. Uh, and then uh, Mega Man Legends, I also love, because it's Mega Man, but an open-world RPG. And it's just him, like, making friends with a bunch of shitty robots, and we don't have enough of those games. Uh, do you guys have any games you can think of that kind of like Witcher 1 in your head are like, oh, this this would be kind of a perfect, uh, you know, example of a game to remake. Mine's uh, mine's a bit of a cop-out. Any game that's ever sucked, why are we only remaking good games? Yes. I love that. I love that. Any game that's ever sucked, plus my heart also goes out to, like, old, funky arcade games. Like, I missed back when EA wasn't, well, you know, EA makes some good games now, but Cabela's and all those old things, all those arcade fishing games, all the old funky weird sport games. You guys even talked about that on one. I think it was either a slightly something else or a breakout. Like what happened to all the weird sport games? And it's yeah. like they stopped. They just started being less weird. Like, no, go back to those remake. Anything that's like ever died out from almost 20 years ago, anything that's ever sucked, just try again, go for it and keep going till you get it right. Knack two. <laughs> Just remake Knack? Remake Knack. Help them. Every generation should just have a single game called... Every PlayStation console should launch with a game called Knack. Just always call it Knack. And just keep keep iterating. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, they also have to go back and make a Knack for PlayStation. Oh so my god. How good would a Knack demake be? Looking like little, little uh, ape escapes? It actually sounds more fun than regular Knack, I'm going to be it honest. It sounds way more fun than regular Knack. Uh, Jesse, you play a lot of games that I would say are rough around the edges, especially like, <laughs> you know, on your channel. You're, you're playing older games. You 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 dig through the crates. You've, uh, like, do you, do you want to see Death Trap Dungeon being remade? I absolutely want to see Death Trap Dungeon be remade. I love that game. Uh, and it is kind of what you were saying with Jet Set Radio, where it's... Ooh, this could be good. And then you play it and you're like, uh, the difference is I was willing to put up with all the poo poo shenanigans Death Trap Dungeon was throwing at me because it was just so delightful. It was hitting all the right buttons for me. But boy, howdy, you have to really like the buttons it's hitting to like that game. I think that absolutely should get a remake. Um, And to, to steal a suggestion from chat earlier, 
uh, Dino Crisis being remade in like the Ooh. style of RE2 and 3. Imagine how be, spooky that would be. It would be incredible because it that was be more of a. I'm okay. Push the edge. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it, because Dino Crisis was a little more action y than the REs of its day because it was also a PlayStation 1 game. And like, even though it was trying to be a little survival horror, I think they were trying to be like fear horror or something or survival panic, I think was the yeah. term they were trying to use. And like it was trying and it didn't quite work. I actually tried playing through it. I was like, why did I never finish this game? And I tried playing through it on my own channel. Uh, and then after a few streams, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to switch to something else and not mention it to anybody. Maybe they won't <laughs> notice because, uh, yeah, that game is kind of rough. Like yeah. it starts off strong and then it stops being strong. So a remake, I think, to your point, Frost, it could be a lot better. Yeah, I feel like that that game is like the the top of the list of this will be an excellent game to remake for multiple reasons. It is so funny that you mentioned that for us because the only games I think of are games that I already love. Yeah, see? And I'm like, what are some games that I was like, oh, that's a cool idea, but I didn't like it. And like, those would be the best remakes, right? Like, those would be the most impressive remakes. Yeah. It has to have a 60 or lower on Metacritic, and then you're allowed to make a remake. Oh, wow. That's cool. We should just pass that law. Who can we vote for? It? Midterms are coming up, guys. Midterms. Vote for whichever local politician wants to Kojima. <laughs> Kojima. Kojima's time for press. Yep. Um, if he doesn't like the old game, you can remake it. Yeah. Like, why, why are you constantly fun. just rehashing what we already enjoy? Just yeah. make, fix the old ones. Speaking of Kojima, did you see the big news that he said his new game uh, is a new medium? It's like Again? It's medium. Yeah. So, uh, well, no, I think ja- the Strand game was a new genre. Okay. This is a new medium. Uh, right. how, how do you experience it? Like we're running out of something you smell. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be on an Xbox. Oh. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's just going to be on an Xbox. It's a new medium though. Don't worry about it. New medium. Are we, are we going to have to like taste things in order to experience this game? Like what's the I hope so. I think it'd be kind of great if it like, if you bought it digitally, like you had to wait like six to eight weeks for like a little, a box of goodies to come to your house that said like don't unwrap it's like a it's like a what what are they called advent calendar yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you get to each level of a game you like, oh, yeah. kind of thing you eat a little chocolate that tastes like it um i'm gonna be honest i would give because i heard um way back in the day i heard that uh, his idea for silent hills was that it was going to be um you had to enter an nda with it like you had to enter an agreement Jeez. when you played the game like a legally binding agreement. And you allowed the game to have access to electronics around your home. And the game was supposed to start fucking with you in real life. Like the game, you were supposed to allow the game to have access to your Wi-Fi and like to other electronic objects in your house, uh, which. When, when was this? Uh, this would have been Silent Hills. This would have been 2000. Game was probably meant to come out around the time Death Stranding would, so 2019. Okay, because I was um, thinking of the older ones. I was like, I nothing had Wi-Fi in my house. I wouldn't have done much. <laughs> hey, have at it, Kojima. Yo, en- enjoy. Okay. <laughs> it's not even hooked up to the internet. Is that new, though? Because that is what... Uh, what is it? Uh, Sanity's Requiem? What was that game called? Eternal Darkness. Yeah, Sanity's Requiem. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was trying to do, but before you, it had access to your home household device. I mean, to be fine, to be fair, that's also what Metal Gear Solid One tried to do. 
you know, with Psychomantis saying like, oh, you like Suikoden or oh, you like Castlevania because it's on your memory card or the screen going to black and it's saying Hideo instead of video in the corner. Why why do they think that's going to scare us? The amount of companies that have my information and probably tweak my stuff when I'm sleeping, you know, (laughs) it's it's more awkward than anything else, no? How amazing would it be, though, if you're playing the game and you feel a buzz and you pull up your phone and you get a text message and it says, boo, and then underneath it says Hideo Kojima. <laughs> How great would that have been? I would have loved oh, that. that. Game of the year. Good. Game of the forever. I'd have been like, and then you're responding. You get like drunk some night. You're really lonely. You're like, I feel, I feel like he's, I feel, I what you wearing, Hideo? <laughs> I, I respect his vision and his uh, and his excitement, but I don't think he's gonna uh, like. He's generally not going to stop until he's got, gone away to go sign this NDA. Tell me where you live. I'm gonna come and shake the shit out of you every now and again while you're playing the game. It just turns into like the movie, the game with uh, Sean Penn and Michael Douglas, where it's like, oh yeah, this is like a game where you think you're gonna actually die because we're gonna send men to your house with guns, but it's all for the excitement. Yeah. Um. So yeah, in conclusion, uh, just uh, break into my house. Yep, to really immerse house. me. Only, yeah, <laughs> Only if you're Kojima, though. Only if you're Kojima. I do. I, I, would, I would sign an NDA saying Hideo Kojima and Hideo Kojima alone can break into my house. <laughs> Makes a sandwich and just leaves. Has nothing to do with the game. It's just <laughs> yeah. peckish. I just wake up the next day. I'm like, oh, the fucking turkey's gone. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, this was my lunch for today. Uh... Before moving on to the next topic, uh, Will Cooling with a two-pound donation. Thank you so much. Going back to our rec, Recos, said Rec 1 and 2, a great doubleheader, great escalation. Yeah, and Rec 2 begins exactly where Rec 1 leaves off. So I love movies like that. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Check out the, re- the Recs. I think you're going you're gonna to like them. You don't, uh, have to, Nick, you don't have to watch the third one. It's okay. Was that the one at the, on the plane or at the wedding? The wedding. Was either the American or Spanish third one? Spanish third one is wedding, or is it the fourth wedding? One? I think third. American third one is on a plane. Which let me tell you, when zombies, when there's a zombie outbreak on an airplane, that's not good. There's not a lot of places to go. Airplanes that's aren't that good. big. There's uh, like bathrooms. Yeah, there's how, gullies. How how they make that a thing? I've seen snakes on a plane. Last time I saw zombies on a plane was World War Z, and that was like a five minute scene. Yeah, this was like, what if we do that? But the whole movie, it's oh. great. G plus, no notes. Um, I actually have several notes because it was not great. So. <laughs> well, a lot of notes. And Nick the OG with two dollars. Thank you so much. Nick says remake for Death Trap Dungeon only if the font stays. What was going on with the font in that game? It was okay. So take like uh, a a blocky font of the PS1 era, and then downgrade it to fit on the loading screen of a as a JPEG. Okay, so like imagine that quality. Okay. Like you're just you're now down to quality ratings. Now take that and stretch the resolution up to make it fit a modern monitor. And that's the text. It is hard to read. Also, a bunch of the letters look exactly the same. It's a very stylized font. It sounds and like it, it sounds like the, the old cereal boxes where it's just like tilt back to read message. Put, yeah, it, put spoon on middle. It's pretty much what it was like, except it didn't have a code to make it easier. It was uh-huh. just that, and then you had to read it. <laughs> Tilt monitor <That>. back. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you want a new font, or do do we have to keep uh, it? Do we have to keep it? My Look, grandmother I, I mean, made it that way. I'll do it too. <laughs> it the the loading screen had to be 
less than 10 kilobytes. So that's how we have to do it now. That's how it was then. That's how we do it now. We're going to only use the computers they used when making <laughs> yeah. it originally. This doesn't even connect to the fucking internet. What are we <laughs> supposed to do? Um, wonderful. Uh, before we go over stuff we've been playing, uh, I just wanted to do a quick, uh, Jesse, I know you're into spooky stuff. Love um, it. Frost, are you, are you into spooky games? Are you, are you a spooky guy? I like the idea of them, yeah. Problem is, uh, most horror stuff is a bit poopy, and the good stuff makes me poopy. So, <laughs> it's a lose-lose. <laughs> do but, you... But yeah, I do um, seek them out, and I, I do occasionally find some that uh, don't hurt me, and I enjoy. I love it. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Um, Yahtzee and I have argued. He thinks video games can are the scariest medium i was gonna bring that up and it's all right here's the thing i think he's insane i think he is was ahead of the time so he like bell hit his head on the toilet and got a vision of these future games now because i've watched so many like modern horror things i do think video games have a way to immerse me into a situation i would never find myself in nowadays you have to go so far out of your way to be like well you got no phone and you're near no one you have no electronics right i could go i could dial 911 on my fridge nowadays but video games still it's just like i'm in the middle of the woods and this is me i was like okay that's it i have no questions that's it so i think now video games i mean they have to step it up a bit but they have it's the medium or better horror nowadays, I think. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I, I like that. I mean, I don't I don't think anything is the ultimate genre or ultimate medium for anything. Like I don't think mm-hmm. books are the ultimate storytelling device. I think they have strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. that plays don't have, that movies don't have, that video games don't have, that comics don't have, all that jazz. But yes, to Frost Point, video games do have a way of making you do the thing. Like, if you're watching a movie, you can at any point be like, really? You don't, you, you can't just, can't just go back the way you came. Like, are you really lost in these woods? Like, you're not going to look at the sun and be yeah. like, well, it was facing that way early. Like, but there's, or like, really, you're going to go investigate that noise. That's stupid. But in a video game, it is very much a, you can just not do it. Like, in, in the Silent Hill example, when there's a hole in the wall and James is like, I see something back there. Should I reach in? You have to make the conscious choice to go. If I want to move forward, the only thing I can do is stick my hand up to the shoulder in this wall. Yeah. And like, so yeah, it has a different level of, of personal stake that a lot of other mediums do not have. Yeah. I think that's, that's the place where I agree. And I completely agree. Like having to, consent to the thing is like scary like having to be like oh, mm-hmm. i have to open this door because in a movie they're gonna open the door regardless you can yell right. at the screens they're not they're not listening to you um but i do think <laughs> i think uh a lot of times with scary games and maybe it's just like the way my brain is wired i start seeing the man behind the curtains in the games and i start mm-hmm. thinking if things start becoming a mechanical problem of how do I yeah. solve this thing? Yeah. How do I, you know, how do I escape? I always go back to alien isolation. It was a game that was so scary until the alien just became a thing I had to avoid and get yeah. out of the room. And then at that point it was just an obstacle. It was no different than jumping over a fucking Gumba in Mario. I don't know why I called it a Gumba. Why is it a Gumba? <laughs> a Gumba. It's a Goomba, but does it deserve both those? <laughs> Tune in next week. That's our topic for slice. That's next. next week. I think a gumba is just a goomba that's eating gumbo. 
I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I would just call it a gumbo. <laughs> a gumbo. That's a, that's a dish. That's a delicious dish, thing. too. Oh. Frost, you make gumbo? Oh, all the time, dude. Freaking love Hell it. Hell yeah. Making it right now. Yeah, yeah. As, we, as we speak, it's probably burning. <laughs> we just see smoke filling up your room. Mm, Frost, you really, you can, you can leave. Spices. Jesse and I can just handle the conversation for a minute. <laughs> Um, uh, that being said, I do, uh, (laughs) nice crispy, like a gumbo patty. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just wanted to, to give you guys some spooky game recos because there are some spooky games I absolutely adore. And these are more like off the beaten path ones because I would recommend like any, play any Resi game, play, play the, the, the core Silent Hill games. They're great. If you want modern stuff, Evil Within's a lot of fun. Uh, but a couple ones I want to recommend, uh, I was talking to Jesse about this before we started streaming. Uh, what I think is the most underrated Silent Hill game is Silent Hill Shattered Memories, which came out originally for the Wii, and then I think it had a PS3 port. Uh, but it was two. Might have had a PS2 port. Yeah, that might be right. I think it was yeah. two. Yeah, and it was uh, in its own kind of a remake reimagining of the original Silent Hill. Yeah, took it was. a lot of different turns and stuff. Um, but the game is, uh, it was written by Sam Barlow, who is now known as the indie uh, auteur behind stuff like uh, Her Story, Telling Lies, and recently Immortality. So uh, uh, the story has, it, it, it deals with um, your your kind of psychological trauma and your uh, the, the having, you know, these things from your past manifest themselves in Silent Hill, which is themes that you know, Silent Hill has always been about, uh, but it deals with them uh, in in really interesting and sort of like medium pushing ways. Uh, that it's 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 a game I really enjoyed. Uh, and then I mentioned Stories Untold before, which uh, that's the game by No Code, the folks who are making uh, the new Silent Hill Townfall. So highly recommended. And then I would recommend all four of the games in this video. I'm gonna put down here. Uh, Jacob Geller is one of my favorite YouTube essayists uh, about video games. He I used to work at uh, Game Informer and now has an incredible YouTube channel. He releases like one or two videos a month. Highly recommend watching all of them. But he made a video called Four Short Games About Pain. And let me tell you, these games, fucking terrifying and awful and like stuck with me. (laughs) So I I, I watched this video. I got one game into it and I stopped and was like, I want to play all four of these games before I watch the rest of the video. And they're they're incredible. There's these four short, mostly free, like itch.io uh, free download indie games, uh, just Ooh. the most uncomfortable things ever. I think at a certain point, the way using hardware limitations on video games, kind of like what Jesse said earlier, um, making things look kind of old and weird and ugly and uncomfortable can put me in a in a more tense situation than if you're like, this is a realistic looking living room. I wish they'd do like, more of that, though, where... Even though I think uh, video games have the scarier platform for the medium for the horror, movies have had so much time to think about like composition and, and all these kinds mm-hmm. of things. Like, yeah, that's not what it looks like if you're just looking at them, but it's hella askew. Why? It makes you feel tense. It makes you feel awkward. You know, it makes you feel imbalanced. There's that sort of thought to themes and composition. They're just not there yet in horror. Not yet. And it's harder. To make a cheap game that doesn't make you go, wow, that was just a cheap game, and and, and make essentially um, paranormal activity, you know? Like, yeah, you yeah. You just can't do that. Yeah, which is what I feel like a lot of indie games kind of go for, and I get it, it works, and it's, 
of a, a visceral reaction and it works well on streams, which has really helped, I think, propel a lot of horror games to the mainstream. Um, Jesse, do you have any? You like spooky stuff. Is that, uh, are there any stuff. standouts for you? Yeah, I would say I, I've been playing uh, Inscription over on my channel. That's nice. got a lot of spooky stuff in one. it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's got some fun horror elements. It's, you know, weird. It's constantly changing the rules on you, which is very good for horror, uh, but not in a way that's frustrating as a game because that's not good for a game. Uh, but yeah, it's it's got some really good stuff. I like it. Um, actually, my friend just told me uh, who's, by the way, my friend Blight, his favorite game is Guys of Arcadia. So you said that, and I thought you might summon him earlier uh, like, when you're like, talking like, about it. I thought if I said it three times, I'd be like, <laughs> just appears in my bathroom. Like, what the fuck yeah. am I doing in Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> Someone say Skies of Arcadia? Oh, no. Uh, there's a uh, like point-and-click horror game called Decay the Mayor. The mayor is a type of ghost. Uh, which I did not know when I originally it played it. I was like, when is the horse going to come up? Yeah, is it like a horse? Okay, mayor, oh, M-A-R-E. M-A-R-E, yeah. Gotcha. But it, a mayor is also a type of ghost. Um, I didn't know that. And that's currently 89 cents on Steam. Absolutely worth deal. it. It's good thing. I thought you were going to say $89, and I was like, that's no. a lot. Of, like that's a, you're, you're putting a lot. Wait, is that where Nightmare comes up? It's a night horse? Ew. I are that know. what nightmares are? Like a night <laughs> horse comes to your window, and that's why you have bad dreams? Ghost, I gotta feed the horse. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't want to uh, And I'll say my last one probably. Um, we mentioned observation earlier, mm-hmm. and like it's not horror, kind of like those other ones are horror, but it's very tense, and it's clear that something is wrong, and you're not sure what it is, and like there's a lot of isolation because you're on a space station and you're very much trapped. Yeah, I thought you were talking so, about um, Observer at first. I was like, Ugh. which is by Bloober, is it? That's why Observation. Oh. It's weird. Observer is Bloober. Observation is No Code. That's why those two games are hard to talk about because both of them are making new Silent Hill oh, games. I see why then, you're like worried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I'm on Observation Duty. Whole different game. What is but a, also I am on observation. Oh, maybe. also it's kind of a horror game, so I'll I'll mention it. It's basically you're you're set to watch a uh a house for the night for uh, anomalies that show up. And when an anomaly shows up, you have to report it. And it could be anything like, you know, furniture is moved, something has been removed, there's a ghost, like there's just all sorts of things. So it's just you kind of clicking through the security footage trying to find out what's different on each screen. And when it changes, okay, some stuff like very that. obvious, some of it not. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Frost, you got any? You got any spooky recos? Ooh, do, did, did you, you finish, Jesse? Yeah, that's all. I said, I said four whole games. Oh, okay. I thought he did. I can always tell the Jesse exhale. <laughs> Dang it! I, God, I got to get better oh, about man. that. Do you do that during poker night? <laughs> oh no! No, don't, uh, it's not his tell. Uh, Jack uh, messaged me and was like. Uh, oh my god, the episode three of Side Quest, so funny. People are gonna love it. Also, all of you guys were the worst fucking uh people on the show because you all were making weird noises during it. And he's like, one of you was burpy, one of you was like talking too close or too far from the mic, one of you was clicking too much. Spoilers, I was the one who was clicking too much. <laughs> Turns out I was doing too many mouse clicks. I like doing mouse clicks during things. I do mouse clicks a lot during this, but you you got enough talk and everything. So, uh, sorry. So just know that if you're watching the next episode of Venture and I, uh, Jack uh, died for our sins. <laughs> for 
Okay. Yeah. As so far as uh, uh, yeah, spooky games for us. I would, I would genuinely recommend Scorn if you know what the hell you're getting yourself into. There's a so lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot of people who like that sort of meaty, uh, Giger, uh, Beksinski style of of art and puzzles at the same time. You know, like. I was so tense until the first activity that you have to do. It's just one of those like tile move puzzle things. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm in a fantastic world. I wish it was less meaty. This could have happened in like a, a cartoon factory and I'd have been happy with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that's, um, I've done the preview. Uh, Yahtzee did the, the ZP on it. I, yeah. It's definitely one of those. If you know what the hell you're getting yourself into, you're going to enjoy it. And I find that there's like a lot of those kind of games, games that I, do not like at all like hyper demon and ultra kill i don't like them at all but they have overwhelmingly positive reviews because the people getting them know what they're getting themselves into right hyper demon is a panic attack it is oh yeah it's God. a panic attack waiting to happen is what i feel like a, a bringing a seizure on is is yeah it's like that's just what it feels like yeah but if you want if you want to walk close to the edge uh, i also enjoyed uh i have i think the puzzles in scorn ended up getting so opaque and like just kind of annoying like like they were like <laughs> mist level puzzles and everyone's like i love mist i'm like go back to those puzzles they make no fucking sense i don't like this i love i, yeah, I enjoyed a bunch of stoner weirdos on an island which i'm a big fan of stoner weirdos on an island but like that's all mist was uh i i love playing scorn i don't think i would recommend scorn to a single human being because like <laughs> it, they would play it and then be like are you okay like do you need to talk if because it's just a bunch of like yeah. oh my god you're just wandering around goop hell if that's if i could remake a game it'd be that one just remake the aesthetic, keep everything going. Uh, I didn't even know because... But what is the, would you want Cartoon Factory? Cartoon Factory, it would just be anything not gooey. I'm okay with it. Like, it's just not really my thing. Um, it, it's kind of like, uh, what is it, like metal music. Yeah, I can, I, or that heavy thrashing metal stuff where it's just like, yeah, I know it, I get what you like, I know what you're into, but it's definitely that thing of... I don't like the screaming, but that's the whole point, you know. And and so yeah. What if you were whispering and playing on a mandolin? There, nice. Sure, there is that like heavy metal ska or something. Yeah. Oh my but, god. <laughs> Favorite but, genre. But what was really cool about that game, and I don't know if anyone's mentioned it because who the hell would play the game twice? Is they actually have multiple ways to solve like different different parts of that game. Because uh, I was like, oh, I messed it up. Corn. Scorn, yeah, yeah, it has. Oh, I didn't realize that. There's multiple ways to solve um, a lot of the a lot of the problems that they offer, and I'm just like, oh, because the first time it was chainsaw this mother effer and do this weird thing to him, and then you, uh, I guess, spoilers, you force him to put on a thing, and then you walk him on over. But the second time, you can just take his arm off clean. And I was like, oh, that's a different machine entirely. So see. Yeah. Sometimes that, if, you, that's if just, you're thinking yeah. that you have to take an entire man and turn him into a goop machine, sometimes you just need his arm. Sometimes you just need the arm. And that's that design philosophy I enjoy. The aesthetic, everything else completely put off by it, unfortunately. Waste, waste not, want not. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then I've got uh let's see here, Choo Choo Charles upcoming, just just about how it looks. <gasps> like Choo-choo! have a look at it, right? It's it's a Thomas the tank engine fever dream. Yes. I, gotta, I gotta feed the train. I don't want to feed the, the train. And then the, when the train's coming, it's got it's like a spider. Yeah, it's a so spider angry. train thing. Oh, Ugh, man, it's creepy as all hell. I'm so excited for that. Got yeah. uh, the bunny graveyard, which is a. It looks like an old, like old old PC game that you'd give for kids, and it's mm-hmm. kind of off putting in that way, where it's just like, um, oh, it's a wholesome. I'm playing a little baby game, but it's got these really creepy undertones. 
Play the, I'd recommend the demo. I don't know about the whole thing, but it, the demo alone, I was just like, there's enough to go here. Premise, at least. Hmm. Um, Dredge, not really spooky. It's just uh, if, you, if, you can't, if you can't do with enough uh, fishing minigames in your life and Cthulhu. Like, yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of spooky if it's got Cthulhu. Yeah, if it's Eldritch Horror and fishing games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, what was the name of that game again? Dredge. Dredge. You're, you're dredging along. I don't know. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, you're really Darren Mooneying there. Yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I've got the wit. I've not got the fortitude. <laughs> I don't know. That man's got the stamina for those kinds of puns. It's and incredible. Then, I don't understand it. Dead Letter Department. I don't want to say too much about it. It's got a demo. And that's one where you don't play. You give it to someone else to play to see how they react. I, I think there's a lot of games where I find they're more like personality tests than actual like, oh, this was fun to play. It's more, I want to see how, how you take this game, right? It's definitely a gag game and something that they'll probably end up regretting. For those of you who don't know, it, you are, um, you're probably reading the, the description right there. I you're, am. You're, yeah. um, what, was it, what's that job called? You're freaking, you're transcribing. That's what, that's what uh, you're yeah. doing. Data entry. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. You, you're uh, data, doing entry. data entry and spooky stuff's happening to you. And yeah, it's a, uh, an experience i'm not gonna say it's good or bad it's just it's an experience that i want everyone to at least try once mm. yeah it's interesting so there's a watch. free demo and then they said the plan release date tbd support by wishlisting i'm like are you guys making a game yeah well, who <laughs> like, knows is this, is this still okay this sounds cool and then uh, uh saturnalia is free tomorrow on epic uh pretty spooky little um oh. like a spooky kind of walkie-talkie sort of thing hell yeah uh, that, that's mostly for those of you who who keep track of your epic games like I do. I, I just get on there for the free games, honestly. Oh heck yeah! And I mean, the, you get like four of them a month. It's right? People who play yeah. about epic, and I'm like, I get it. But you also get four free games a month. So you just take those. Yeah. At this time of the year, they start bumping them up though. For like, yeah. yeah. Oh, you probably get some good ones in the next like December. Ooh, Fallout Three is free oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. There you that's go. The third Fallout. Wow. <laughs> does it does it work? Hopefully. Last I checked, the Steam one does not work for yeah. Fallout 3. Now you'll have another one. too much, Jesse. You'll have another it's one free. That doesn't it doesn't work. have to work. Yeah. It tries to connect to Windows Live Gaming, so... Wow. That's, that's like not work out. That's like trying to call the, the phone of someone who's who passed away. <laughs> <laughs> and they pick up. Oh, no! <laughs> okay. The call's coming from inside the house. And then the last <laughs> one is uh, not scary, but just thematically, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. We played that... Uh, I had a I had a good time on it. Yeah, Beautiful. Casey mm-hmm. Casey said he loved it. Um, yeah, solid. It's four v one, correct? Yep, four v one, four busters, one ghost. Whether well, four ghosts and one buster, I feel like that buster would not be able to get it out of their life. <laughs> Especially if, what if they if were if like playing that big tank ghost that just beats your ass. Oh and, dang! Uh, couldn't get out of there. But what if you're playing like a super well funded buster? Maybe like if if you're leveled up enough, maybe yeah. If, if four level, ghosts versus one yeah. Luigi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Luigi's able to get it. He's able to get himself out of some sticky wickets. That's what Luigi's mansion is. It's just a bunch. Of, it's a series of sticky wickets, and he finds him find himself getting into and out of. That's the thing that I kind of want to see is, and I think actually the um, I'm saying this like it's a new idea, but I think actually the um, Puppet Master game is going to do this where the the odd part is the non-scary thing of an isometric multiplayer. So, like, I think it'd be really cool in a horror setting to be the ghosts who are afraid of getting ghost busted 
and there's big scary Ghostbuster coming in. I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, right. I like this. I like this a lot. I think that's pretty neat. I thought you were gonna say there's like, yeah, or four ghosts attacking one person, so one person's terrified. I'm like, oh, that seems like bullying. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other yeah, way. I just, yeah. I just want to be. A, I just want a bully game. That's the new genre yeah. I want. Just want bully. Rockstar needs to make an uh, isometric multiplayer, oh. uh, isometric mm-hmm. multiplayer bully game. So remake. Yeah. Actually, don't remake bully. Just give me the sequel. <laughs> bully two bullier. Yeah. Bully and then three bulliest. Oh, bulliest. And then four is a cooking simulator called Bullion. Bullion. That, was a, that was a food joke for you, Frost. Uh, <laughs> before we go for the day, have you guys been playing anything you want to tell people about? I have a, I have, I have a few. I'll go, over mine, I'll go over mine pretty okay. quick. One, I'm not going to go into great deal, t- detail because I got, a, I got like a 1,500-word piece going up in the morning because I started writing oh. and I couldn't stop on Marvel Snap which is legitimately crawl. It's, it's probably gonna be one of my top 10 games of the year. It is an, uh, uh, a new uh, free to play collectible card game on mobile and PC. Don't play it on PC. It's built for mobile. Just play it on your phones. Uh, I don't like free to play things. I don't like card games. Um, and, and I don't, I shouldn't like this game. Uh, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It has become not only my second screen game, but a third screen game this weekend. I was watching football playing persona five Royal on my switch and then during long moments of exposition, <laughs> I would just have it go on like auto advance to the next thing. And then I would be playing Marvel Snap on my phone, which is like, I agree it's unhealthy. Like that's not how you should consume any piece of media. Um, but it is, a, it is a wonderful game if you're a Marvel fan. It is the first CCG I've ever gotten into. Uh, it, has, it, is, it is delightfully simple, uh, yet uh, a shockingly deep, um, um, sort of in the same way like, something like chess is um and frost and i were talking about four live it, it has like elements of tic-tac-toe and texas hold'em to me and it's these short like three or four minute matches there's a really good drip of uh rewards and of progression even if you don't spend a single dollar and the game doesn't it's not one of those free play games that's like inundating you with like little pop-ups and ads and like hey don't you want to buy some of this in-game currency like you can play it and almost forget that there is an in-game currency uh, that being said, I did buy the $10 season pass, and I think but I might have a problem in my bloody future. Bloody free, and I think you do, yeah. <laughs> I think I might have a problem in my future, because it said, ooh, the symbiote pack, and I was like, I love those goopy guys. Oh, it's a Spider-Man with a bunch of shit all over him, so I love those guys. <laughs> so here's my $10. Uh, I'll see if I'm still talking about it. If I'm still playing this like a month from now, I think it'll be worrisome. But right now, I'm just having a good time. So... Marvel Snap, highly recommended. Check it out. Uh, I've also, I've only put a few hours into it, but Mar- uh, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, the follow-up to uh, Kingdom Battle, the original uh, Mario Rabbids. Uh, again, a thing that shouldn't work on paper because A, Rabbids are gross, and B, it's like a tactics game, and I'm just not into that. But the the love and care that Ubisoft put into it, and and especially with the sequel, like it's less of a, a, a tile-based tactics game, and it's more... Um, like you have free reign during your turn where to move it it feels a lot more active and responsive to you uh and then the hub worlds are uh just wonderful little like remind me of the the splatoon 3 hub worlds just these great little charming uh uh kind of nintendo feeling 3d platforming levels to to explore um having a really good time with that and then uh the final thing which i'll probably talk about more next week because i think nick will have already finished by then is the modern warfare 2 campaign which i finished and had 
a few of the highest highs in any shooter campaign I've ever played. Ooh. And ultimately, I just did not like it. Oh. So, that's, <laughs> hey. so, that's, so, that's, so that's not good. Uh, it has one level set in Amsterdam, and it's most of the level shit is not going off. You're just wandering around Amsterdam, <laughs> and it is the most impressive thing I've ever seen in a game. Let me tell you, let the Call of Duty developers make a walkie-talkie, because holy <laughs> shit, Amsterdam was just Amsterdam. I've been to Amsterdam. I was playing this game, and I was like, is that just me? Was this just like video footage of me? Because this is what I remember from Amsterdam. Gorgeous. When, when you start shooting stuff, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> but, but walking around Amsterdam, amazing. Uh, are you guys going to play Call of Duty and or Mario Plus Rapids and or Marvel Snap? No. None of them, Jesse. Not, no. After that entire that spiel, you're was... like, no, this ain't my job. No. Uh, I, Jesse, what, what I, have you been playing? And I, do, you, do you have any recos for folks? Sure. I'm so you know, I feel like I've I've said I, I don't like being negative. I feel like most things I've said about games have been like, here's why I don't like this. And I don't not not the attitude I like coming in with. It's like, but yeah, military shooters, usually not a fan. Tactics games, usually not a fan. Uh I do like deck building games and that kind of stuff. So but yeah, probably not. Okay. So sorry. But hey, I'm glad you're enjoying them. That's <laughs> Listen, what's important to me. <laughs> I yeah. am not being paid by the Marvel Snap folks, even though I feel like I should be. We should take a sponsor, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. to give it some pedigree, it is all, it's the first game by a team of developers who are a bunch of the leads on Hearthstone. So it's like people who understand CCGs. So they worked at Blizzard oh, for a long time. And wow. They yeah. helped make Hearthstone what it is. So Ben Brode. is pretty good, too. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but have you been playing anything, Jesse? I have. So I uh, have been playing Inscription on my channel. I'm going to yes. keep playing it because I'm in the third chapter or whatever it's called. What I'm not really like? sure how they divide it up. Uh, it looks like how the first section looks, but it's digital. Yep. So third act. Yeah. Yeah. The third act. So, And I'm assuming there's four. There might be more. I don't know. Yeah, it's like three and a half acts. Okay. So I'm going to go back to playing that some. It is really fun. It's very spooky. I love the deck building game, like the actual game you play in the game, aside from the escape room game that you have to play in the game. Yeah. To play the game. Uh, but the deck is really fun. Like, it's a really cool roguelike deck builder. Hmm. Like, it's awesome. And the way that they introduce new styles of play as you progress and it's like, oh, it's just a simple, you know, you sack creatures to get bigger creatures, mechanic, Yu-Gi-Oh, magic, sure. And it's like, oh, uh, well, now, you know, you're a few hours in. Here's a mechanic where when a creature dies, you get its bones. And now you have cards that cost a certain amount of bones. It's like, oh, it's a new mechanic. Here's a thing that's kind of like Hearthstone, where it's like you get a certain amount of energy every turn. It's like, here's a thing with, like, setup of, like, different power supplies. And it's like, it introduces them in such a, such a good pace. Mm-hmm. And like even making the board itself bigger, so you have more space to do stuff. It is such a cool way to introduce a com a fairly like um, something that seems simple, and then make it more complex and really get into it as a card game. And there's also another game in it too, so that's really cool. Uh, if you like the card stuff, I think you would like Marvel Snap because from everyone I've talked to who plays card games, they've said. This is a pretty good card game, actually. <laughs> and to, to, give you, to give you an example, so each hero has their own ability, and the abilities really make sense when you think about like what the characters can do. Like 
if you lay down <coughs> Captain America, all of the cards around him get stronger because Captain America is like a, a you know, like a, a leader like that. If you lay down Scarlet Witch, she completely transforms the location you're at because <coughs> she uses that hex magic. If you have an Uncle Ben card, <laughs> you can lay down Uncle Ben. You get all the dice. If, if that <laughs> card is destroyed, it summons a Spider-Man card into your hand. Because Spider Man, because Uncle Ben's death is the impetus for for Spider Man, like they thought about it so much. It's so it's so good. Like you don't have to be a big old dummy uh, who likes Marvel like me, but it helps. <laughs> uh, wait, Honey Money said, "Don't Marty leave Jesse alone." Oh, it's yeah, you're I'm really trying to get you to my cult. This. Yeah, you're trying to get me in the cult of Snap. Well, as Andrew Whitewinner said, if you use the code Sicko Squad Assemble, you get your first 1,000 free gold coins. <laughs> Sicko Squad Assemble. Yeah, and I just get a little kickback from that. Uh, inscription's great. I completely agree. And uh, yeah, we had Daniel Mullins on uh, Design Delve uh, mm-hmm. earlier this year, I think, with your mate. And uh, yeah, it was he's, he's A, go back and watch that episode because he's incredible. And B, uh, he uh, clearly has a love for card games. So not only is his game this really smart meta thing, but it's also just like a sick card game. Yeah, it really is. It's a good card game. Uh, And also because uh, I always play Dead by Daylight, so I still play Dead by Daylight. Did I read Cheryl? Cheryl's coming to that? Cheryl's already in it. She, her, and Pyramid Head are have both been in it for like a couple years. What did I just read? A A new Cheryl outfit? There's, I've heard rumors of the Sparkle Princess Queen, whatever it's called, outfit. I have no idea if that's actually true or not. It would be uh, Dead by Daylight leaks reveal Silent Hill inspired outfit for Cheryl from our good leaks. friends at Polygon. Princess Heart. It's time for Princess Heart to shine. Princess Heart. That's it. I I don't know if that's true. I think it would be funny if it was. These picks but... look legit. <laughs> and I don't know how computers work, but it'd be very hard to do some sort of shop on those. There's photos. a I don't know how into uh certain rules of the internet you're into but there is a lot of dead by daylight rule 34 yeah sure maybe uh that people make that can look legit that is definitely not so you know yeah take it with a grain of salt it's talking about the pornos (laughs) i don't know if i pointed in the right direction so i might have been pointing at me i was there when the rules were written which (laughs) this guy's talking about the pornos as always uh awesome and that's perfectly that's a perfectly spooky game so that's very fitting for this time of year. Uh, Frost, also, what about you? Oh, I was going to say also behavior doing something with one of the Silent Hill games as well. Yeah, that's Whatever. right. With the, with the weird ARG one. And that's the one I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. Like Bad Robot, J.J. Abrams company is doing stuff. Yeah. That company did a game for The Walking Dead and I watched a trailer for it and I still don't understand it. So I think I just hit a point where I'm like, I'm just never going to learn what this is. So that's <laughs> like the it. Large Hadron Collider. I make jokes about it, but I don't know what it does. <laughs> so I think I think I'm just going to kind of stay at that point. Uh Oh, I don't know if it's an ARG. Also, honey, money, don't take any of the things I said as gospel because i don't know what it is i just keep saying i could say it's like a rest it's a cookbook i wish right more video game cookbooks the witcher Witcher has one you would not want a silent hill cookbook uh surely there's like jerky or something would you have a scorn cookbook no (laughs) you don't want to that game was a cookbook i think it's just a big amalgamation (laughs) of it's all well just undercooked is what it was uh frost you been playing anything any any too many, too many bloody things. Yeah, yesterday was it Monday, Tuesday? My days are all gone. Uh, we actually played War Mongrels. 
That was oh, yeah, right. we did. That was pretty fun, honestly. It's got that that co op stuff that you like, Marty, where you're like, um, the experience is different with two people, and you can both I do, do like different that. things instead of just yeah. like, oh, now you, mm-hmm. you've just got two people. That's it now. Yeah, like I, Jesse could whistle, I couldn't, but I could throw vodka around. Like it's, it was a fun little um, RTS. Is a stealth RTS is what it was made by the guys who made uh, Hatred and such. The, the studio. Oh, I who, didn't realize that was the same people. Yeah, the studio who takes a very serious time periods and makes it not serious. Yeah, yeah, you know? interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a up. lot of laughs had. Oh god. Yeah, go check out that stream, everyone. The, the, the theme jumps. was theme was yeah. very grim. It's uh, World War Two. Your German army. Uh, what is it? Nazis. No, you're not Nazis. No. Oh. Uh, Abandoned the German army is what you were. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's what it is. That's like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not the Nazi. That's, that's, scenario. that's way better than being a Nazi. Also, I'm sorry I tried to mansplain, like, you're like the Germans. What were the, no, no, the no. Nazis? <laughs> the, uh, whatever the word is for leaving when you're not supposed to. Quiet quitting. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the, the, ger- the German Take army quiet, quiet quit quitters is right. what you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not having this. I'm just going to put in the minimums. And, uh, Last Hero of Nostalgia, finish that up. Just put that review yeah. out there. And again, there's something there's something to be said. It's a satirical Souls-like, but I, th- I think trying to make satirical things in video games, that could be a whole other topic in itself. Is like, I think it's yeah. really difficult to pull off because you have to understand what makes a thing good and then make a mockery of it and then make it make that good. Because if you don't make that good in the end, you have that question of like you knew this was a bad idea and you did it anyways. Why did you keep doing mm-hmm. this? Yeah, yeah, why why are you doing that? So that was that was an interesting uh, experience there. Also played Marvel Snap. Just started today because I saw the Uncle Ben card and I saw it was on this. So I was like, it's free to play. Why not? Then realized it was Ben Brode. I have a love hate relationship with Hearthstone and a lot of his work, but I th- after seeing the game it was like that's why I was hesitant. I was like, oh god, he made it. He he is very good at making fun games about randomness that's why like near the end of his tenure with hearthstone it wasn't doing too well is it was he was making incredibly fun cards fun concepts horrible horrible uh it was almost impossible to balance them out properly right Mm -hmm. now this game that is pretty heavy on rng and and um like those kinds of games that are so reliant on rng that it becomes a game of bluff Right, it's about yep. playing your odds and then playing your opponent more so than just like, oh, I have the better cards here. And it is like, I can feel my heart rate going. You just feel like, oh, I'm lying to someone on the internet. <laughs> and it really, oh, no. just, oh, it's, it's it's different from from games of uh, of skill or, or games that are really heavy, like Magic: The Gathering, Hearthstone, of uh, the skill that comes from building a deck. You know, it's just a whole different thing of of more. It is coming from the lying and the social interaction more so than just, oh, I made a really great deck here. Even though mm-hmm. I'm experimenting a little bit with it, like I've got the main deck, but I've got the zoo deck, which is a common staple in card games where you get all the cheap ones out and you just try to flood your opponent before they can do anything with it. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, sometimes, I don't know, I think if if it's, I don't think it's meant to be taken too seriously, even though it's set no. up to be, um, you know, it has ranked. That's like the only mode, I'm pretty sure. It's just, it's too random and also too fun and too much emergent gameplay comes through to leave salty. I, I think if you're going in there hoping to not and focus too much on RNG, 
you're not going to have a good time because it's just like, oh man, if that hadn't happened, well, like the whole game is just on the fly if this hadn't happened. Because you can end up with, oh, what is it, like those location cards? That's all you have to yeah. do, right? It's, it's, you have six turns, three locations, and you're trying to put your, play your cards on your curve, and they each have a certain amount of power. The amount of power that you have in each location, whoever has the most, um, owns that location, and you want to have two out of three of the locations. But these locations can also have random effects on them to like yeah. pull draw out your cards or put stuff in your cards or move your stuff around so it like it there's just so much chance and so much randomness that it is a game of chance game of bluff and also just recognition it's i'd say it's hooked me right now but i i don't as you said if you think you can last a month you think you have a problem i think so too i don't think this game will like have a genuine grasp on me after a month because by then i'll i'll have known enough of the chance to sort of uh, know enough about the game to just go. Oh man, that could have gone better if I hadn't just gone dicked by a quarter. You know, by yeah, a dice roll. yeah, yeah. That's I'm, I'm I I am genuinely uh, curious about it because I did feel that way. You know, like the only other um, free to play mobile mobile game because I've played. There's been a lot of mobile games like by by Simogo and and like the the Hitman and Lara Croft Go games and stuff like that that I've really loved. Uh, but in terms of free to play stuff, Pokemon Go is the only one that actually stuck with me. I still play Pokemon Go to this day. And when it first came out in 2016 or whatever, I definitely was like, this is going to be a summer fad. And for a lot of people, it was. But like that game still has a massive fan base. So I'm curious to see if a month from now, if I'm like, man, remember, we're always going to remember that time in October 2022 when a bunch of people were playing this fucking Marvel game. Or if it's something that actually becomes like, you know open my phone and play a match or two. And Andrew Whitewinter said, I wish there was an offline mode. I can't pick it up and put it down when I'm actually playing real people. The games are very short. Yeah, they are. Super. The games are like three minutes long. Oh, oh that's um, the thing that I didn't mention, yeah. where it's um, uh, as you are winning, you can, because you can, you can, you gain one point, one cube, whatever. That if you get, if you win the cube, you go up in rank. If you lose a cube, you go down in rank. Okay, but as you're winning, or even as you're losing, you can double down and be like, "We're playing for two now," or "We're playing for four. That's yeah. the part that I'm just there, like, and when just eyes of steel, you feel like yeah. a goddamn cowboy in a saloon, just like. Especially, well, it's so good when you're like when you convince the opponent that you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm going all in on this left location." And then on the last turn, no. you're like, no, no, no. I'm totally looking at the right location. No, no. Like, you're going to power up the left location. I've left that one to die. Yeah. I'm totally focused on the <laughs> yeah, right it, one. It, it, it feels great. There's just so much mind game. And again, that double down mechanic. Because um, you're allowed to leave whenever. It is kind of like Texas mm -hmm. Hold'em. So I've had moments where I'm like, double down, double down, double down when I'm in a horrible spot. And they'll, they'll retreat. They'll just leave because they, they expect yeah, something yeah. really bad to happen. It is. <laughs> I refuse to retreat. I have Same. lost so many ranks because I refuse <laughs> yeah. to retreat. Because <laughs> because if you retreat, you you lose, but you lose less. Mm -hmm. But I'm always like, no, I'm gonna be, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Hulk at the end. I'll get my Odin at the end. I'll drop my Odin. It'll it'll fix everything. The Odinson will will, and it, it turns out Odin doesn't come, and Odin doesn't help me. <laughs> so um, I think the yeah, I think the lesson there is Odin's not real. I don't know if that's the lesson Dave Reynolds took, but that was the lesson I took. You've played a lot. I I haven't gotten the Odin yet. I just oh my god, I've I've played two. If you, if I look at the usage of apps and stuff on my phone, it is like eighty five percent of what I use my phone for. <laughs> Marvel stuff. Oh, yeah, no. I also don't think I'm good at the game. I just like it. And someone said this is like when you put too much time into the Avengers game, and it is. So maybe I just really like Marvel. I I uh, what is it? Yeah. 
I had a lot of time spent in Hearthstone and mm-hmm. was actually pretty good at it. So this one, I think I've only lost twice. It's just like a hot streak going up. For someone who, uh, because, of, because of the chance might put people off who are good at games, you know, because it's kind of like an internal balance sort of thing. If yeah. you're good at these, I think the high will hit you even more. Like it's, There's already yeah. a high to begin with, but it'll hit you even more where you're just like, oh, I'm amazing. I'm yeah. the ultimate liar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, makes you feel good. It's just new Among Us is all it is. But yeah, uh, what I can say, it's at least it's engaging. I actually, whenever I'm, I'm not at the PC, I'm just watching stuff with, with my girlfriend, and I'll just be going through apps. I love free-to-play apps just to like see yeah. what, they, what they've got going on. This is uh, taking up more time in my phone than the last like, 10, 15 apps that I've downloaded. So. Jesse. And you could that, be one of us. It's, 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 it's RNG. It's free to play. Have a look. That's why. That's why I did it. Like, what, what do I have to lose and delete it? Afterwards? Put it on your burner phone. <laughs> tell me it's. <laughs> tell me it's got that much RNG. It's actually very appealing because, like, I like games to have fun. I'm not going to be a competitive card playing game on card playing game person on my phone. Like, do you think I'm competitive? It's it's not. There's there's too much RNG to be competitive in that sense. Yeah, good. Oh no. Yeah, that's that's why I was just like Ben Brode can't balance competitive games because he makes things too fun. This is going to be very fun. It's going to be very very. That's the negative in the game. Too much fun. Yeah, it's like Hmm. a it's like a party card game now. And uh, four out of five. Too much fun. Right, played a bit of Grounded. Uh, always like having a, a nice survival game and a backlog of things to be playing. It's all right. I like it. It's like Subnautica, but in the playground. I I can't play Subnautica because water, big deep dark water. So uh, this is where I get my fill now. Ton of mobile games. I've been talking to the creator of of Moonscars because I've just like yes. out of out of my own curiosity, I want to know more about his story. So I've been playing that again, and uh, he's definitely cleaned it up a bit. But oh, nice! Since like whatever a month or so since it came. Yeah, out. it's been about a month. He also said he tweaked a bunch uh, based on my review of it, and uh, he's definitely definitely cleaned a lot of bugs and like soft locking. But the uh, yeah. RNG aspect was a bit weird. And then Dark Tide, the Warhammer. I think that was oh. the most. That was like as far back as I'm going to lean into before it's like those games that I played way too long ago. Played yeah. that played that with Casey, uh, the beta on that thing. It's it's given me a new thinking about games when we say, oh, it's better with friends, you know? Mm-hmm. That really, that genre really is the better with friends. I, I can't imagine that as a solo experience. And mm-hmm. I feel like an, an awakening whenever I play those games. If I always say, if if you have to say, plays better with friends it's not a good game or it's not even an excuse or anything but it's just yeah it's definitely those you need friends to play with kind of games and there's another game that i'm playing right now but we're under nda until it gets reviewed that's also changed another strange preconception i suppose saying what the preconception is wouldn't be too much of a spoiler in that um wait it, it's gonna get good you know, I, I was, I've never had a patience for a game where it's like, oh, you just got to get the blah, blah, blah part. Then it gets really, yeah, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, it's not even worth the time sink or, or anything. But this one, I'm just like, God dang it. I almost hate it. It's getting better. Yeah. It's actually getting, it's actively getting better. And I'm enjoying myself. I hate you. <laughs> and it's like, who am I? <laughs> I yeah. Wow. I can't wait to find out what that is because I've never had a game do that. If no, I, like if Frontiers. <laughs> That's not Sonic Frontiers. 
no. I, I always thought it was just an excuse for MMOs. People always say that. Yeah. The start sucks and then it's better in the end. Yeah. What were you saying, Jesse? You were saying I've never had a game do that, but Oh yeah, like I I would I I would like to know a game that does that. Because that is just every time it's like, well, if I'm not having fun in about two to three hours, it never gets and that's being generous. Like yeah, generally sure. if I'm yeah. not having fun within the hour, it's over. But like Yeah, yeah. Two to three if I'm generous. And yeah, it's never been like Oh man, I'm so glad I invested the extra ten hours because now it's good. No, yeah, yeah, no. I had it not been a review, I'd have quit like already, not even a fifth of the way into it. Yeah, and then beyond the halfway, I'm just like, oh my god, you actually got better, like so much better. It's crazy. Yeah, it was like Final Fantasy 13 is always one of those games where it's like 20 hours, it gets better, and I'm like. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> like, how dare you? That's like a day of my life, and I have yeah. a finite amount of those. And you took that from me. Uh, that being said, great game, lightning, incredible character. Um, but, even even with twenty hours of investment, yeah, I'm a I'm I'm a fucking I'm a I'm a I'm a schmuck when it comes to Final sentimental Fantasy. for it. Yeah, yeah, I am, I am. There's like certain things where I'm like, just don't pay attention to what I say about that. And it's like Final <laughs> Fantasy. Like, don't 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 do as I say. Yeah, and that's uh, I'd say that's about it for the things I've played. Uh, I would I would have played a lot more, uh, but I've been watching more stuff now. As it gets colder, I just get cozier and want to watch more yeah. TV than actually play. Hell yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, that's why you should get a Switch and then also get a phone, and then you could do three things at once and do all of them poorly. <laughs> I have yep. both, but yeah, no. Later on, when the dementia kicks in, I'm just going to have this weird amalgamation of all the three things yeah. that were on my monitors. Just exactly, like, exactly. They yeah. all blend together. Yep, I, yeah. I was playing The Witcher, <laughs> then I killed Uncle Ben, and then came Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, to me, uh, uh, I'm always going to have this horrible Packers loss with uh, leading up to the third dungeon in Persona with um, getting my Thanos card <laughs> in, uh, in Marvel Snap. So it's, it's wonderful. Uh, we're almost at two hours. I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it. One forty six right now, yeah. We're, we're doing fair. A, we're doing an incredible job. Uh thank you all so much for hanging out today. Oh, also I think we had a couple more chitty chats. King Dead, forty two with a ten dollar dono. Thank you so much, King Dang. Dead. No message, but hoping you get to seventy five percent. Thank you so much, King Dead. Oh, thanks. Um and thank you, thank you all so much. Thanks for watching. Thanks for donating. Thanks for thanks for super chats. Thanks for hanging out in the regular chat. Thanks for being patrons. Thanks for being members. Thanks for everything. Honestly, it it, it means the world to us. Uh, Jesse, where can folks find you? What should folks check out? Oh well, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter, which is at Rexicon Jesse, and on YouTube, which is Jesse Galena, which is my name. Uh, I'll be doing some streaming tomorrow with my friend Blight, doing something fun tomorrow evening. Think a little before. That's Arcadia. Uh, oh, he would love that. <laughs> he would just sit and watch me play that whole game. I'm sure. There are too. There are too many random battles in that game. There are too <laughs> many random battles. They need to fix it. They got patch it in for the Dreamcast. Why don't they get on yeah. that? <laughs> uh, so I'll be doing that, and then uh, tomorrow on my YouTube channel, my review for Jet Set Radio uh, uh, from behind schedule. That's going out on my YouTube channel tomorrow. It's already up for my patrons. Yeah patreon.com slash rex or slash jesse galena that's my name uh and but it'll be out for everybody tomorrow and it's fun i got to put my skates on too for one little bit but yeah did you, it's did you like graffiti a government building i 
<laughs> I did not. Unfortunately, I was not willing to put that much into the gag. At a certain amount of uh, of uh, Patreon subscribers, I will go to jail. <laughs> uh, and I also, uh, I I need to watch the second episode, but I watched the first episode of Adventures Nice Side Quest, and good job. That's a that that was very funny. Thank you so much. You're, yeah, and I'm, you're on I'm, it. I'm, I can tell you that. Yeah, episode two uh, is out to members. I believe it's out. No, it's out to everyone. Uh, I don't know how it works. No, out to members. Public? Oh. Okay. I think episode two is members going to be out to public this weekend. Regardless, uh, episode three is the wildest D&D session I've ever had in my life. So I am so <laughs> excited for you guys to see the episode three finale. Uh, and then two weeks after that, you'll be getting uh, Adventures Night, the the back quarter of half, third. I think there's third five episodes half. left. Something like that. There's like five or six episodes left, I think, of uh, Adventures Night season two. And then obviously um, we are we are slowly approaching our goal for Adventures Night Season 3, like I mentioned, to film live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin um, next spring, which is very exciting. So I'm thrilled for that. Uh, Frost, where are you? What can folks check out? I see. Okay. Trying to actually keep track of a schedule. I think I'll be doing newly released uh, this weekend and then back to finish off War Mongrels this coming Monday, as far as I, as mm-hmm. as I can tell. And then what are we in? We're in October, aren't we? We're almost done with October. I'm living in my yeah, due dates. 26th. That's what I'm We're doing. Very close to being done with October. Imagine uh, we've got wish list this Saturday. Sounds about right. And then I'll be streaming on my channel, twist.tv slash the other frost on Sunday. It'll be what the last day for spooky demos or is that November now? Uh, no, uh, I believe Monday uh, is Halloween. Monday is Halloween. So you're still the 30th on Sunday. Still in there. Okay. Man, I'm running out yeah. of them. <laughs> But you yeah. know what? I have a couple. I have a couple notes. First off, you don't have to do spooky. It <laughs> must be. Second off, we need to legitimize doing spooky all year round. Yeah, spooky all year. Let's keep shit spooky. Gremlins, spooky right? Christmas. Oh, it doesn't help that they release in like November, December. Choo Choo Charles comes out in like December. Maybe we'll never see the movie Polar Express. Maybe it's a Christmas game. Oh, <laughs> what's more horrifying than the like? Uh, uh, Uncanny Valley Tom Hanks in that movie oh god nothing uh, yeah you're, you're, you're on a bunch of streams check that out we'll have game night on Saturday I don't know what it is it's probably a game it's definitely gonna I be hope a it's game a, I hope it's a horror game yeah. it's our last it's our last October game it's probably gonna be the scariest game ever made <gasps> can it be Real. Dead by Daylight I hope it's Dead by Daylight we, we haven't done that here yet here this weekend oh <gasps> And you know who's vehemently anti-Dead by Daylight is Casey. Oh, boy. I feel like that would make sense. I don't know if we're doing it. I'll, well, I'll push for that. That makes okay, sense. Okay, thank you. Uh, I don't think I'll we have Outlast up. trial codes. We, like, dabbled with that, but I don't think... So Outlast Trials, if you guys don't know, is, like, the upcoming Outlast game that's a multiplayer spooky puzzle game. What? But it has a beta this weekend, but okay. I don't think we have codes. So that's why I'm doing the emoji of the man who doesn't know what's happening. Because I'm, because it's me, the man who doesn't know what's happening. Uh, but yeah, tomorrow uh, uh, we'll be back at noon. Uh, Nick and I will be playing through more uh, Jedi Outcast. A reminder: there is no Metal Gear stream tomorrow evening because Casey's out of town. We'll be back with that next week, uh, Friday. I don't believe Jamate and I are streaming. However, Nick and Amy will be back with their last sponsored Last Aura Crew stream. Uh, come out for that because it's going to be the season finale of the Last Aura Crew, and I know how much everyone misses the Last Aura Crew. Frosty, you miss the Last Aura Crew? I like the story. I like the. I like the rat men. 
Yeah, no, like there's these bunch. Of, there's a bunch of rat men running around. I actually love those rat men. I actually like how like um, bit bit campy it is. I keep saying it's almost Monty Python esque. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too used to too many games being way too serious. Yeah, there you go. Games you don't got to take yourself so seriously. Fine. <laughs> if there's one thing you could learn from this two hour podcast, don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. All those other games, be more serious. <laughs> So all we're asking is just do the things, do the things that make you happy. Uh, for for Jesse and Frost, this was Marty. Thank you all so much for uh, watching and hanging out during uh, breakout episode number sixty-one. Uh, and we'll all see you later tomorrow or other days. We'll all our various other days.